The Back Porching Podcast is brought to you in part by Legacy Now. Legacy Now is a ministry I lead that exists to serve those who serve others. Through Legacy Now, I get to honor serving churches and leaders all across the country, typically in the student ministry world. For more info on Legacy Now and to find all my social media channels, head on over to LegacyNow.me. That's LegacyNow.me. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Uh, tonight's a little different. It's just me flying solo tonight. Uh, some friends just left the porch. I'm out here late one night and uh, wanted to unpack something that is a big part of my life. And it's something you'll hear me talk a lot about in podcast. And in fact, some of the people you'll meet will be a part of this story in some form or fashion. And that's small groups. Small groups are a big part of my life and have been for a long time. And so I wanted to give you a little bit of that story and why it's so important to me and why it'll be such a part of the DNA of this podcast moving forward. And to kind of start, I flash back all the way back to my high school years. And I grew up in a great family. We went to church all the time and uh, went to a great church. Loved my church. Loved the people there. One of the cool things about uh, our church was it was actually not, it was in a town next to mine. And so by the time I got to high school, I had these great church friends, but I didn't go to school with them. And so to a degree, I had a different life. I had like my church friends and I had my school friends had the people I saw on Sundays and the people I saw every day of the week. And that was kind of a different thing and, and different, you know, you kind of see people on Sunday and you're a certain kind of person. Maybe you're a different kind of person during the week, especially teenage years when you're just trying to figure life out. And my senior, my junior year of high school, excuse me, uh, one day after football practice, I got a flyer for uh, a football event for guys from the football team. And I went, and uh, this guy was there, and he talked about faith in a way that made it practical to me in the circle of people I went to practice with every day and the people that I was with every day. And it was such a weird thing, like having my faith come to my campus in that practical way. And he invited us into a small group. And I joined that small group of that ministry and loved it, and it became a big part of the last two years of my high school career and being in a small group of these guys and talking about life and faith and just having a place to talk about it and having a dude that cared about me and invested in me and came to my games and, and was a part of my life for a significant season. Fast forward, um, I'm home from college for a semester. Uh, because I'm doing so well academically, they asked me to take a semester off. And um, <laughs> anyway, uh, well, I'm home for a semester. That guy who was still on the staff of that ministry, they had moved to another area and he called me and said, hey, I know you're home for a semester. Uh, there's these three guys at your old high school who want to be in a small group. Do you want to hang out with them and lead a small group with them for a semester? And I can tell you exactly where I was standing. I mean, goosebumps when I say this because I can tell you exactly where I was. And I have no idea why I said this. This was not like something I would say all the time. But I said to him, yeah, I'll do that. But it's not like I'm going to do this the rest of my life. And hung up the phone. And I have no idea why I said that because it's funny that 27 years later, I'm still doing that. But anyway, moving that God's sense of humor, I guess. And that semester had these three dudes, and we just started a small group and started hanging out and talking about life and faith. And it just was really cool. And over those couple months, uh, God began to do something in my heart and began to kind of really put something in my life and, and really reveal to me one of the reasons he put me here, frankly. And things got weird, and I didn't actually didn't get re-enrolled back in my college I was at, and so I had to transfer, and I was living at home and transferred colleges for a semester. And that ministry was like, hey, do you want to intern with us? And that was actually the ministry that I got plugged into the high school small group with. And I was like, yeah, why not? That'd be cool. It's a cool opportunity to do that for a season. 
So I came on as an intern and kept that small group, and then we started doing campus ministry. And uh, eventually I came on staff for that ministry. That ministry is uh, called Crew now. Back in the day it was called Campus Crusade for Christ. Uh, the high school ministry was called Student Venture. And uh, when I was on staff with, with Student Venture, one of our things we did was just lead small groups. We would do outreaches and we would do uh, weekly meetings. And uh, from those outreaches, oftentimes a small group came up or dudes who were involved in our ministry, we just did small groups. And there were a lot of years where I had small groups almost daily, before school or after school, at night. And that just was a part of my life, and I loved it. Oh, it was such an se- uh, incredible season of my life. I have no idea how I didn't sleep much, but it was still really good. A lot of coffee and Mountain Dew back in the day. But um, that was just such a big, big part of my life. And those dudes have left an impression on my life that will never leave. And to have a chance to walk through life with those incredible, incredible people. Uh, when I left staff for Crusade, I was still leading a group, and I kept leading those dudes until they graduated. And for me, a small group, a discipleship group, is a four-year commitment. Like, I'm going to walk through freshman year through senior year with you, and we're going to dig in deep. And uh, my groups are typically closed groups, meaning it's not open for someone to show up every week. And the church I work at has open group. I mean, the church I volunteer at, used to work at, has uh, open groups, and I think that's awesome. But in the context of, of a committed discipleship group, I love closed groups because I think it allows you to create a safe place. And for people to talk because you know who's in the room and you know if you can trust them or not and you've been on a journey together and so uh four years of doing that to me has just been one of the coolest things in the world so when i left staff of crusade uh kept with those dudes and then uh, the lord brought some of these other guys in my life and we started a group and i've, I've just been doing that it's been i've uh, been leading small groups since 1996 actually and that's just been a huge part of my life um Frankly, uh, for me, one of the most important parts of leading a group is what I just said. It's a safe place. I had a mentor tell me a long time ago, there's a weird thing that happens for teenagers. Uh, one night they go to bed and their parents are the hero. And then they wake up the next day and their parents are the enemy. And nothing's changed in their life but some weird chemical that fired off in their brain. And all of a sudden they start yelling at the parents or get mad. And that doesn't happen to every student. But even more so, it's just so important for them to have a safe place to process what's going on in their mind and their heart and their faith. And to have that place where they know their love for who they are, not for what they do. And that they could come and hang out and talk about stuff. And for me, it's been one of the greatest honors of my life to be able to create that circle for, for young men for a long, long time. And that part for me has been really cool. And I, gosh, I was thinking about this podcast and I thought about this one conversation with a dad many, many years ago. Whose son was in a small group I was leading uh, before school. We met at a restaurant that was close to the high school I was working at. And one day we had our weekly meeting at their house and the meeting was over and he pulled me aside and this is a very manly man and he said, hey, I need to talk to you real quick. And I'm thinking, oh, dear Lord, what am I, what does he want? <laughs> and he just puts his arm around me. He goes, I wish I could tell you how much it means to my wife and I that you're in our son's life and that he wants, he gets up early every week and wants to be at your group. We can't get our son out of bed, but he gets out of bed to come to the group every week. And I don't know what you're doing or what you're saying. But I just want you to know how much it means to us. And it's, at that point, I'm in my 20s, and to hear that from him was so life-giving and so encouraging because teenage guys typically don't tell you what they're thinking. They don't typically stop and say, hey, thanks for leading group. That's just not what teenagers do. And that's cool. It's not super tangible to lead a group of teenagers. But at the same time, this man took time to say that to me at a very early season of my life of doing that. And it left a mark. 
that was deep and it really really encouraged me that what we're doing matters and this space matters and so for me it's just been a part of my life and now many years later I'm in my 40s it, what I and I've done weddings for a bunch of these dudes I've had the opportunity to officiate or be in weddings and a whole bunch of these guys over the years that's crazy that they would invite me into that important time in their life and like I mentioned in my first podcast, a bunch of those dudes still circle up on this porch all the time and want to talk about life or catch up. Sometimes it's once a year, sometimes it's every couple of weeks for some of them. It's really cool. And a chance to be, able, to be able to still have them as friends now and peers. It's just the coolest thing in the world. The Lord's allowed me to, to walk through life with so many of them. I, I, don't wanna, I don't want you to hear this and think I'm like the perfect small group leader because that's far from the case. In fact, I think all the time about guys that... I really don't have any contact with anymore or have wandered away from the faith and you always think about what you could have done or should have said or should do. Part of my heart has had to remedy as I get older. Uh, One of the last things I tell dudes as they graduate is, hey, I'm always here for you, but the ball's in your court now. And if you want to connect or if I can be of service to you, you know I care. You know I love you. But I'm not going to chase you. I'll chase you in high school, but I'm not going to chase you as an adult. And so for a lot of those dudes, uh, we still have a very cool relationship. For some of them, uh, over the years, kind of grown apart. Life has changed. People have moved and whatever. But it's so cool that some of these guys are are great husbands and dads. Uh, Some of them are doing incredible things for God's kingdom or plugged into their church or working for churches. It's just the coolest thing in the world to look back on this journey and see uh, these young men who are now men and how God's using them. It's just one of the greatest things ever. Uh, as I think about it, uh, I just started a new group of freshmen, and my last group who just graduated in May, uh, those guys were awesome, and that group had a crazy journey of people coming in and out, and even though I said closed groups, we just, one guy moved, and anyway, it, it was a crazy journey, and by the time we ended, a bunch of guys had kind of wandered off just due to some things going in their life. But I think about our last six months of conversations and how unbelievable they were and how deep they were and how vulnerable they were. And frankly, that only happened because we spent four years together and we created space and we dug in deep and we did the time and time and time of hanging out and hanging out and not just doing small group, but doing life together. And now I'm restarting with freshmen and I'm having to to relearn what I wrote in my last book about that reset switch you have to hit uh, when you start a new group because I don't want to compare every group's different but when you go from really deep life-giving conversations to freshman dudes it's a little bit of a switch and I love these guys who are in the new group they're incredible I'm really excited about the future with these guys but they're freshmen and I get it but now it's kind of you're doing the dirty work of laying the foundation of creating a safe place and having conversations and creating space for them to be able to talk about what's going on in their heart and their faith and questions they have about life and about faith and that it's okay to doubt but you gotta land on hope it's okay to wonder it's okay to say I don't know that I want to read the Bible but I'd like to learn how it's a, that's okay but let's help each other let's encourage each other and starting that journey all over again uh, every time I do it I have to hit that reset switch and it's not always easy because it's so easy to compare to what it was instead of what it is but that's the journey of leading groups and that's the cool thing the payoff is not always immediate in fact you might not ever see it uh, leading teenagers dudes is not very tangible frankly but to me it's one of the greatest honors and one of the coolest things God's allowed me to do I, I think for me uh, my heart over the years has evolved a little bit 
to, uh, at first when I started leading small groups, I really just wanted to create a safe place. And, and it was more about the immediate. It was more about the, do you know Jesus? Uh, and learning spiritual disciplines and learning how to grow your faith. And all that stuff is super important, don't get me wrong. But now I'm in a space where uh, I want to do all that stuff, but I really want them just to, to create the habit of being in community so that when they go to college, they see the value of finding a group of dudes they can do life with. When they get out of college, they see the value of finding a group of dudes they can do life with. Uh, a couple groups ago, three groups ago now, I remember that Christmas they had all come home from college and we were sitting back here on the porch and kind of catching up and telling stories. They went to colleges all across the country and we were just catching up, telling stories. And, and slowly but surely they all kind of said the same thing, which is, man, it was really hard to find a new group because I wanted to and I want to and I'm trying in some cases they did but it wasn't easy because they had this incredible community with each other but they had to work for it and they realized uh, one of them was like man I, I found this small group and none of them knew how to be open and talk and I realized that I had this thing that I have I'd been taught how to do with my friends about being vulnerable and about being honest and I realized I almost had to teach my new friends how to do that and I thought man that's really cool that you saw that but also heartbreaking too but for me so often I think golly man I just want people to be in community in fact that's a big heartbeat of my ministry legacy now I get a chance to talk to youth pastors all the time about relational ministry and doing small groups and creating space for students and for leaders to invest in students that's that's a massive part of why I think God put me here moving from that I, I just think gosh more and more uh, I, I do my best to keep my my, my thumb on the pulse of what's going on in culture and frankly over the last couple of years my heart uh, breaks a lot not only in my community but all across the country from students who make some very poor choices and um, in some cases even make really tragic choices about their life and if you start reading some of their stories you realize it was bullying or I didn't feel safe or I, I was dealing with images with, with body image issues or issues with my identity and I never had a safe place to deal with that. And so often, every time I read these stories or hear these stories, or frankly, in some cases, I've gone to some of these funerals, I just think to myself, gosh, I wonder if they had a safe place. And maybe they did, and they didn't take advantage of it. But what if they did? What if? And that drives me so much. I just want every student to know that they're loved, and every student to know there's someone that cares about them. Not, again, not for what they do, but for who they are because they're in that season of life trying to figure out who they are and they're trying to figure out what their life's about and they're defined by all these random stuff about their talents or gifts or their image and we know i hope we know that we're not defined by that we're defined by jesus and if you can imprint that in the heart of a student and their foundational season of life it's one of the most important things you can do and it's a foundation they can stand on the rest of their life if they know that I have a safe place of people who care about me and love me, no matter how great my life was or how horrible my life is. In fact, some of our best small groups I've ever had in the last 20 plus years have been those weeks where I had something planned and someone sh showed up and dropped a bomb and we just kicked the plan to the curb and talked about what was going on. Maybe it was family stuff or relational stuff or, you know, breakup or I didn't get the job or I didn't get the place on the sports team or, or whatever it was. Uh, someone got sick, all these things that have happened uh, to create space 
for guys to talk about it and do real life together. So those have been, frankly, some of the best groups just because it was real and it was life and we were there for each other. So for me, small groups is such a massive part of my life. It's such a massive part of why God put me here. And my hope is as you engage in this podcast, in fact, my next couple guys that I have lined up, um, some of them were in small groups I had a chance to lead over the last couple of years. I'm excited for you to get to hang out with them. But I just want you to know my heart. Uh, small groups is a massive part of my life, and it's a massive part of why God put me here. I know I've said massive a couple times here, but I don't know why I did that. But anyway, uh, it's late on the porch. It's all good. Um, my hope for you, if you hear this, is that you would just, I want to challenge you to think about, do you have a safe place? Do you have people in your life that you can be vulnerable with who love you for who you are? Not because of a title or because of a position, but they just, they're just there for you. They are your cheerleader in your corner, and they love you enough to be honest with you, and they're going to be there for you no matter what. I'm so lucky right now in this season of my life. I have a men's group. Uh, in fact, they'll be uh, on my porch in a couple nights where uh, we meet back here where uh, I have that. Those dudes are for me, and I'm for them, and there's no filter there, and I love it. And it's one of the greatest things in my life because I don't want to ask my dudes to be in a group if I'm not going to do that myself. So I just want to challenge you where you are. If you're in relational ministry or if you're thinking about it or whatever season of life you're in, do you have that group? Do you have that place in your life where you have people you can talk to and be safe and unravel whatever you are when it comes to God, where it's good, bad, questioning, trying to figure it out? Do you have that place where you could just be there and it's all good? Because that's what matters. You know, it's funny, uh, sometimes people, like I make food for my dudes a lot now. It started the last couple groups where I'll make food and dudes come over and people will ask me about food. But it's not about the food, but food's a great way to connect to people. And it's a common thing, especially with teenage dudes. And people might remember the food. And, and you know, it's funny, my first couple of years of leading small groups, I would work so hard to prepare content. And I still do. I still want content to be great and conversation to be great. But what I know now is this, as I talked to guys who are in groups a long time ago, they rarely remember what we talked about. They always remember who we were. They don't always remember the content. They remember the space, the time, the relationship, the peace, the ability to wrestle, the ability to learn and ask questions and be loved and to dig into the Bible and ask questions and wrestle with who we are and why God put us here. That's what they remember. And I just want to encourage you, if you're leading a group, man, don't focus so much on the content as you focus on the people and the heart. And content is super important, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, relationship. Now, I'm super relational, and so if you know me, you know I'm going to say this. But that's what's going to trump it. That's what you're going to remember, because if you think about your life, you remember the people who invested in you, the people who were there for you, good or bad. They're the ones that make a mark. They're the ones that leave a legacy. So small groups is a massive part of my life. It's a massive part of my ministry, and it's a huge part of who I am, and I'm very grateful for that. I, honestly, at this point in my life, if you would have told me 20 years ago I'd still be doing this, I don't know that I would have believed you. Uh, and every time I lead a group, I always think, this is probably the last group I'll lead. And then God flips the script and brings some other dudes to my life or just makes it obvious. Um, one of the questions I do get a lot is where do, you, where do guys come from in groups? And that's a great question. And every group has its own story. Uh, my last group I led um, started back here, actually on the back porch. I was hanging out with the, 
a guy who had been in a group and he had just graduated college and we were back here one day watching football and he looked over and said hey are you done leading small groups and at the time I didn't have a group and I was like I don't know I, I thought about it I'm not sure and we talked about it a little bit and just moved on and the next day I was at my church and um, that guy's hang on here that guy's best friend's mom was a volunteer at the church and she pulled me aside and she goes hey are you done leading groups and I went what what and so we start a conversation. She tells me about her son who's a freshman. Uh, she has several sons and how he was really looking for deeper community. And uh, I talked to the guy who just graduated college and we just decided we were going to lead a group. And so we got connected with her son who was very interested and he gathered a couple of his friends and that's where that group started. Uh, the group I'm leading now. Um, I am part-time, I get to serve as the community pastor at a local hybrid Christian school in my town, and it's a really cool opportunity for me. And uh, two years ago, a senior dude came up to me and said, hey, I want to lead a group of guys before I graduate, and asked me to help him. And so we led a group before school. He just wanted to create space for dudes to be dudes and dudes to talk. And so we started doing that. And then last year after he graduated, another senior stepped up, and we did the same thing. And most of those guys who are the core of that group are freshmen now. And uh, as things kind of turn and conversations happen, uh, that's the core of the group that I have now. These are guys I've actually had the chance to lead in another way the last couple of years, and they're in the new group now. They, groups come from all over, and it's just God's kind of, in a very cool way, just seems to put them in my life at the right time. And uh, it's a tension to manage for me. <laughs> One of my best friends and I talk about all the time, we're wired in such a way where almost every time we meet a student and get to know them, we're like, gosh, I really want you to be in a group. I really want to be in a group with you. I really want to mentor you. And I've had to learn over the years, you can't do that for everyone, but I can point everyone to be in a group. And I can do my best to help people uh, facilitate groups. In fact, the last book I wrote is called That Others May Live, Shameless Blood. And the reason I wrote that is I want to help people invest in students. So I want to take all those things I've learned the last couple really 20 years and give that to other people to help them invest in students and that's been really cool to see how God's using that but the genesis of that book came from all these conversations about small groups and my heart to help others and to be a place for others so that's a big part of my life that's a big part of my story that'll be a big part of this podcast I love small groups it's the thing I look forward to every week when the guys uh, when we meet uh, it's such a highlight of my week I love doing life with these guys and I have for a long long time and I'm super grateful, uh, the story of my life. If you look at my life, I might not have a lot to show for it tangibly, might not have the biggest bank account or the nicest stuff, but for some weird reason, God has blessed me with these incredible relationships for a long, long, long time. And it's one of the coolest things that I've ever been trusted with. And the fact that the Lord has allowed me to do that and continues to, it's just, I'm so grateful. It's the coolest thing. And I can't wait for you to meet some of those guys over the next couple of podcasts and get to know some of them like I know them and get to hear their hearts and they get to hear what God's doing in their life. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. So thanks for tuning in this episode of Back Fortune. Looking forward to what's ahead. We'll talk soon.